it um, I had a look at the professional trolling that was going on from Exoprimal. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then there was a few people in there who must have been Russian or Belarusian saying it, Sony are racially discriminating against them for not selling their games or products in Russia. And thinking, one, it's not discrimination, and two, it's definitely not racially based. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with it, but there's certainly not that. <laughs> There's a very um, good reason for why they're doing it. And we're live. <laughs> um, don't you think I'm so sexy? I'm just so fresh, so clean. Hello, we are Pixel Points. We are the only podcast that talk about two things that we enjoy, which is good beer and video games. We're not here to promote drinking. Please drink responsibly. Please Elden Ring responsibly as well. Um, Liam, thank you for dragging yourself away from... Uh, Elden Ring to talk to humans. Um, I was actually playing it right before this. <laughs> I assumed you were. Um, what else? You can follow us at Pixel underscore Points on Twitter and at Pixel Points Pod on Instagram. You can find all of our episodes archived on our YouTube channel and um, we have our audio versions via anchor.fm so you should be able to pick up that in um, your iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify feed, wherever you think that you might find a podcast, you will find us idiots rabbiting on nonsense. Um, that's about it, isn't it? Thanks for thanks for listening. Um, and we're out. <laughs> oh, and on that note, uh, no, right. So, uh, Liam, how are things with you? Normally, I'd start with Mitch, but he's got some news. Oh, well, yeah, things are great with me. Uh, like I said, I, I was telling Mitch earlier that, that Cabin Horizon Forbidden West, which I've hardly played since Elden Ring came out, and, and playing Elden Ring is very difficult. Like, having both of these games out at the same time, there's, there's always a part of my mind that's wishing I should I should be playing Horizon right now, but, but I can't stop playing Elden Ring. And last night, I, I rage quit the shit out of that game <laughs> because, oh my god, I kept having a few cheap deaths and it was really getting on my nerves and then I just turned it on again this morning and uh, yeah, I can't help myself. What what build are you running in your Elden Ring? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm just being polite. Game. I don't actually care. So, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, how are things in LA? Things are great. <laughs> things are great. Um, I guess. And you have a you you have a special announcement that you would like to announce to the announce ease. Yes, I have an exclusive to the podcast. Is it Uh, more exciting than Elden Ring? Surely not. um, Well, it affects my life, so I better hope it is. (laughs) Uh, Elden Ring affects people's lives as well, much much more. Very. Is it the way people are talking about it online? You'd think he was the only thing in the world happening at the moment. Yeah, you, you think, know, you think years, God, dropped, ago, God dropped a game and apparently was that. <laughs> the only way ago, Elden Ring could strange. be better. Sorry, Liam, who are you? <laughs> and the only a few way... years ago, the world was changed by Breath of the Wild and, and now it's been changed again. Well, the only way that those two games, which are quite possibly the two greatest games ever made, um, the According only way the that they could have, been, could have been made better is if God himself, Hideo Kojima, was working on them. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's um, the only way you could top that, is being like, 
Kojima made this game. Yeah, Kojima Souls. That's going to be the next one. And it's, it, it won't receive perfect 10s out of 10s. They'll have to come up with a new scoring metric. Yeah, they're like, for, this, this is this is at 11. We, we made a new scale just because this game beat it. <laughs> the IGN. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, no, I do have a special announcement. Um, obviously, I have been working very hard um, over the last about year and a half. I, I moved out here in LA two years ago. Um, and then unfortunately, uh, COVID happened. I was working with Shane Satterfield at Sifted to, to kind of work my way into working in the games industry, which was my dream in, in any capacity. Like for me, I didn't care what capacity that was. Um, and unfortunately because of COVID, I had to leave that. And so I've been trying to find a way back in the industry and I'm so excited to announce that, um, I have agreed to terms, signed my NDA and everything. So I start on uh, next Monday, the 21st. Um, I'm an employee of not uh, not just a game studio. I'm an employee of one of the best studios in the industry, and that is Naughty Dog here in Los Angeles. Yeah, It's, it's official. Uh, Mitch has taken a job as lead sanitation officer <laughs> at Naughty Dog Studios. No, I, I actually am working in the in the game development sector. So um, it's not just like the marketing department or anything like that. It's it's I'm actually working on helping to mold the games that you we all get to make, which is I mean we all get to play, which is amazing. So um, wanted to make a couple things abundantly clear because of the podcast. I still will be on the podcast. Um, there are things I cannot say on this podcast now, fellas. Um, I cannot. Talk and I'll just lay it out ahead of time for people. I'll probably have to say it a few more times so people understand what the what the gist of what I can and cannot say. But these guys know what I can and cannot say as well, so that kind of helps because they will not pressure me to to trick me or anything like that. Um, but basically, no, we'll just joke about it, but then appreciate when you just don't say anything. <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't speculate on any rumors that are that are out there in the ether. I can only, uh, and that's on any Sony property um, um, made by Sony Computer Entertainment. Um, I can only talk about things that have been released out into the ether. So that would be, I can talk about things about the state of play and the information that was released on the state of play. Um, I can, I can comment about the company and say if I do or do not like something that they're doing as a company, but, um, but about a project being made or a project not being made, I can't say anything about that. So I, yeah, so I'm just excited. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's a new chapter and, um, I'm just, I'm super excited. I, I spent, sorry. sorry, one last thing. I spent one year, oh, sorry, almost a full year applying, and I spent over 174 resumes. I sent those out to different positions, and, and probably about 85% of them required a cover letter. So, like, for the people out there that, like, want to pursue something, like, do it. Just do it. Like, there's going to be times when you want to give up. There was a couple times I wanted to, and I had a good friend of mine, actually friend of the podcast, uh, Vin Hill from, uh, from, uh, from Polygon Forest. Uh, like he's been kind of a, an influence to me, help me kind of have, work my way through this avenue because he works in the industry. And, uh, and it's been, he, he, he's talked me back into like, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And not only did I get a shot, I got like the shot. And I'm so pumped to like work with Donnie Dog. I'm just this is this is amazing. I'm still I'm not I'm gonna be shocked until I show up on that Monday and like see what what's going on. 
yeah, make sure you take something for your first day. Take something. Yeah, cakes. Always something from donuts. the studio. <laughs> um, because the, I, I'm guessing you're going to be working extremely hard, so make sure you hit that staff canteen. Um, and then you'll save yourself a fortune on your own food. That is if they actually don't do an Activision and force people to buy the food. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been to uh, I've been to Jabex, which is a studio here in Cambridge that works on RuneScape. Their, their kitchens are crazy. Like I can only imagine what the kitchen Naughty Dog are like. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch gets a job at, at one of the most famous and influential game studios in the world, and Liam and I are talking about what the canteens are. Like. <laughs> All right, um, many congratulations, Mitch, on your final. We've known we've known about it for a couple of weeks now, but um, yeah, the process no one is like else a has. month. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a constant interviews for like a month. It was crazy. Uh, oh, I also want to say, fellas, I'm outside the room door right now. We're well, just not, kind of peer, peering I'm, through. I'm, at least I'm. I'm. At least I'm outside. You're in the, the door. building. I'm in the building. <laughs> You're not in the room. You're in the building. Um, yes, but we can we can still hold everything against you personally for anything we may or may not like. Or, Absolutely, because that's just that's just how the internet works. So I'll just um, be very quiet when we talk about rumors with anything regarding Sony Computer Entertainment. <laughs> well, you know what you could do when it comes around to whatever E3 looks like. Um, you could just mute yourself and blank your screen and just have the, the <laughs> Naughty Dog logo. <laughs> and then when just listen in and then you could, you could be playing um you could get everyone at work to play a uh, rumor bingo so because you'll know all of the rumors and then we could guess and then you could go back and uh, <laughs> uh oh i finally should say i just to be and i'm only saying all this stuff because of my nda and i need to make sure i make it abundantly clear about a couple things um just for legal premises i mean legal basis but um uh i I'm speaking for me as an individual. I do not speak for the Sony Computer Entertainment for my opinions. Or Naughty Dog. Or Naughty Dog. So um, just make well, that One thing clear. that we need to make clear as well is, uh, Mitch, how do you feel about Bethesda Studios? <laughs> oh, they make such amazing video games. We got to see one today uh, the other day. It was so pretty. It was so pretty. Mm -hmm. Actually, and, and, actually, and not just Ghostwire Tokyo, right, Mitch? Not just Ghostwire Tokyo. All of the other ones too, right? All of the games. Yes, mm. ever. Yes, but Ghostwire Tokyo will be my favorite. Because <laughs> right. I, I, I really, because I really loved that trailer. Actually, the more I've been quite down on Ghostwire Tokyo, but the more I see of the actual gameplay, the more I think it looks interesting. I mean, I don't care about the cutscenes. The cutscenes look terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, I, that I think well, is more shown in the English voice actor. But I do. Well, I don't. I, but I, I don't admit, mind. I, I don't mind that um, because the whole thing about Ghost of Tsushima, I would have quite happily played that in Japanese or with subtitles. Except my brain couldn't get over the fact that the limp sync was off. Mm -hmm. I, the Japanese voice acting don't sound terribly good. Which, um, <laughs> which I will say, uh, uh, the the outfit choices in Ghostwire Tokyo, I really like. Yeah, that's like, cool. There has a there has a it's been a while since I've liked outfit choices in modern day clothes and who 
I, I like some of his outfits. I, I dig it. I was like, oh, I wish I could have but, that jacket. We're, we're jumping ahead, but just one final <laughs> thing. Of course there's creepy schoolgirls. <laughs> you might as well just put that in. It's a Japanese game, why, creepy schoolgirls. Why school is Evan not in this episode? Like, he could explain it's this too, all it's to us. It's too early in the morning for him. But it's, it's almost like we're, we're designing a game in Japan. Do we have creepy schoolgirls? Yes, tick. Right? Great. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think when the game comes out and we are playing this game... Um, that maybe we should have a playthrough with Evan playing with us and then Evan explaining to us about how messed up this is and like, oh, that's not based in Japanese culture. That is based in Japanese culture. That isn't based in Japanese culture. Look, before, more creepy schoolgirls. Before we get um, to the topic. Yeah, oh, we need I'm, to sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Keith. How are you? I, we had this amazing um, news, and I completely forgot about you. As a, as a I haven't got host. any amazing news. I'm just I live off the fact that you've had some good news. Um, your, your my news helps your news. <laughs> well, I'm glad that. Well, I'm not. Would I say glad? Can people shut up about Ryan Tannehill? He's been the best quarterback for Tennessee for a, a generation, pretty much. But you will um, admit, if you got Aaron Rodgers, it would have been better. Aaron Rodgers, there was no chance of Aaron Rodgers going to Tennessee. He bought a house? None. Rumor he bought a house? Uh, um, no way. There's not, there's, the, the, the entire state of Tennessee isn't big enough for his ego. <laughs> um, the, the TV market isn't there for him to have the same notoriety. It just wouldn't have happened. They could have chucked $400 million at him in a four-year contract, and he still wouldn't have done it. Um Anyway, but move, moving on from sports, because there's no sports in video games, like there's no politics in video games, apparently. Um, well, I mean, technically which, they pulled, they combined two, because technically FIFA pulled the German team off the FIFA football game. So there you go, sports Russian football. Russian team. Sorry, yeah. yes, Russian, yeah. sorry, my bad. Um, the other things that EA have done that they need to be uh, credited for, because I, I bash on EA a lot, but credit where credit's due, um, because of Russia's draconian laws against um, homosexuality and trans people, they pulled The Sims mm. from sale in Russia. Um, uh, so rather than take that out of the game just to sell in Russia, they just said, right, we won't sell it to you then. <laughs> and um, they did all of that before this Ukraine business. Yeah, beforehand. So mm. credit where credit's due to the gambling-addicted company that is EA. Um Credit. And on that note, let's talk about beers. I do not have a beer because it is early in the morning. And not only is it early in the morning, America had daylight savings time this morning, fellas, which means you spring forward. We lose one hour. I am tired. Yeah, okay. we, is, we get that. It is my hypothetical 6.30 a.m. Huh? So we, we oh. get daylight saving times in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, two weeks' time. Mm, yeah. It was weird though. Um, I was playing tennis, and usually I, I was playing like between three and five p.m. And usually by the end of the five p.m., it gets dark to the point where you have to turn on the lights um, to light up the court. It was still super sunny out, and then the lights turn on, and then you just hear that hum, the constantly while we were playing for the rest of the time. I was like, "Dude, do you not see it's daylight savings time? It has not happened yet. <laughs> These lights should not be on." <laughs> Right, I do have beers. Um, this is the first time I've, I have Yuzu Lager, which I actually drank last night, but I saved the can because I think the can is quite cool. And I've, this is the first time Evans had these on the show. Well, from um, uh, Hitachino Nest Beer, 
but he's he's not seen this one interestingly and this is the first time i've seen any japanese craft beer in the uk so i thought i'm getting some and it's actually i don't know if people are familiar with shandy um but it's like the oh in the us we are cuz um lining kuglers have a really famous summer shandy um this is the most natural tasting shandy that i've ever had sometimes mm. if you just add um lemonade as we would call it in the uk i don't know what you would um cuz lemonade in the us means something very different um what does it mean in the uk it's like a carbonated lemon drink like a um, oh. soda oh. but it's it like a, a sprite but... oh see for us it's like it's lemons yeah. and sugar and water <laughs> yeah um so when when i'm talking about shandy you you get like um just over half a pint of lager and then you top it up with lemonade or as you would call it sprite, sprite. lemon flavored soda um but this tastes so much more natural and it's it seemed less carbonated than most lagers. I I would easily cane about ten of these on a summer's day, uh, which would be dangerous because they're five point five percent ABV. Um, drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Um, the, the, what I'm going to go on to is from the same place. There, red rice ale. Mm, okay. Um, which is slightly stronger at seven percent ABV. But it's definitely red. Ooh. Um, I'll just what see if I can talk that so you can read. <laughs> this, featuring your brand new mug. From featuring your my brand new tankard, which I got for my birthday, which says, what doesn't kill you gives you XP. <laughs> wow, that's sweet. Leveled up. <laughs> that is really sweet. It's got a kind of strawberry, raspberry flavor to it that I wasn't expecting at all. Is it labeled on their strawberry raspberry? Well, is it in Japanese? Uh, no, it's, um, they've got the import labels on. A beautiful pink-colored ale brewed with ancient red rice. Asamiya, asamurasaki. Totally butchered that, Evan. You can you can call me out on that. Moderate bitterness with pleasant acidity with hints of fruits. It's more than a hint. That's a slap in the face. <laughs> Every time he takes a sip, I'll make sure I'll get the the, the slap. That is really... It's, it's not unpleasant. It's just unexpected that it's that fruity. And I'm quite enjoying it. It's smooth. It would be a great thing if, you've, if, you're, if you're having a bit of a... Um, you know when if you drink the same thing too much, your palate just goes mm -hmm. completely and you can't taste anything anymore? That would be a brilliant palate cleanser because it would just liven everything up. Mm. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. It wasn't cheap, though. Is it a good dessert beer? Uh, yeah. Um, like an yeah. after-dinner beer that you're like, oh, I don't want to have cheesecake. I want to have... Yeah, I'll have a red rice ale. A strawberry and raspberry. <laughs> Hitachino... Um, nest beer. Yeah. Cheers. This, this is enjoyable. Cheers. I'm assuming Liam has nothing. No. That's no. okay. That's okay. Keep it up. Because, you know, the, the we only have a small segment for beer because the most important thing is the games. And 
<laughs> pints and pixels. And pixels are better than pints. <laughs> I, do, I do spend more time playing games than I do drinking, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> I hope you. Yeah, we might have to. We might. We might have to have a conversation if you're drinking more than playing video games. Uh, right. So we are going to talk about the most recent state of play briefly, um, and then Mitch, you wanted to expand that topic into all of the states of plays in Statesville. Well, not just states of plays like Nintendo Directs, um, whatever they call the Xbox One. I forgot what it's called. I don't even watch them. They're so. I don't. <laughs> well, whatever the they, Xbox one is, like just it's just these five minute things with major, major Tom, is it? Yeah, something like that. So, like, I basically what? just the state of the industry with how they're transferring, giving out info about stuff with oh, because so I, I, because I, we've I, gone through this experiment for about it two years now. With like both companies really kind of utilizing, except Xbox not as much, but you know at least Sony and Nintendo have been pushing through this method. So it'd be interesting to talk about like our thoughts of like what what are our thoughts, how far we like it. First so, things first. First things first. Let's let's go through the. We won't talk about all the stuff that we already know about from last week's state of play. So let's talk about the new things that were announced. Well, I just want to say, and I said it earlier, I am more excited about Ghostwire Tokyo than I was before after seeing that trailer. And I said the same. And so I was, we can agree I was, on. And I was shocked by that. We can agree on that. Um, overall, I'm. I was pleased that it was short. I mean, they're all thirty because, minutes. I don't know why people. I don't know. I watched. I watched them on this, particularly this one. I watched at two and a half times speed so that I could get through it. Mm. Um, I mean, all of them are usually thirty minutes, forty-five minutes the most if they're like targeting a certain game. One and a half times speed, because two and a half, that would be a bit stupid. I wouldn't have seen anything. So they kicked off with um, JRPG Anthem plus Dinosaurs. Oh, can I just say, I was so scared when I was first, I was like, first I saw Capcom, then I saw Dinosaurs, and I was like, Dino Crisis? I mean, I liked, uh, for Dino Crisis, there's the two avenues. There's the... the, um, um, survival horror version, which is pretty good, but my personal favorite was kind of the arcadey version, which was the second one, where you like got points when you killed the dinosaurs and you upgraded your weapons, and that's how you got ammo. I thought it was a really cool system, but anyway, um, I, I first thought I was like Dino Crisis, and then they showed the girl, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Regina. No, don't do this to me. Don't do. Th-. And then she spoke Russian or had a had a hard accent that i thought was russian and i was like oh no please don't be dino and then it wasn't dino crisis thank god <laughs> i had a mini I, heart I attack had, had the exact same reaction <laughs> i was like please don't be that please don't do this to me i want another dino crisis but not this um this, it, it's it, like it's... world war z meets dinosaurs well it's for um for me it it was Earth Defense Force with mm. dinosaurs mm. crossed with Anthem. That's that's what this game seems to feel like. One I, thing that confused I, the hell out of me was in one of the scenes in the trailer, someone is wearing an exosuit and then they get into a slightly bigger exosuit. So that I, I'm not quite sure on the rules of this universe about how many suits that you can wear. 
Um, did they just keep getting bigger? Is that why they had a Russian person on it? Because they're, they're, they're like Russian dolls. You just keep getting into a slightly bigger and bigger. I, I, will admit, I will admit the cool concept I did see was when he had the shield and he kind of used it as like a battering ram slash like collector where he just collects them all at the shield and they all just kind of funnel in. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat concept. I I haven't seen that's games just, do that. That was kind of cool. That's just ripped straight off of Reinhardt from um, Overwatch. Well, I have not seen it from another game, so I'm giving it credit. I mean, um, I want, one thing I would say about that, though, is it doesn't have it, the physics of it, you know, with all of the dinosaurs sort of getting bashed away by the shield. seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, for, for a game I won't better. play, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like shovelware like a lot of these kinds of games. It, it looks like they've actually put some effort into designing the systems and Speaking you know. of shovelware, the the next brand new announcement was Gundam Evolution. Yeah, um, who gives a shit? I'm, Dear God, that looked terrible. I'm sorry, I, and maybe it's just uh, Liam might agree with me. Um, my generation seems to not care as much about Gundam. Like, I think Gundam was just after. It seemed like the it developer of this game us. doesn't care that much about Gundam. That too. Yeah. The character I, I, I feel like nobody cares about Gundam outside of Japan. I think Americans do. I think it's just an older audience, unfortunately. Like, older than us, Liam. Yeah. Like, that, that was the time when Gundam was hot. I mean, I, I never cared about Gundam because we had Evangelion. And, I, rem uh... I remember seeing <laughs> one Gundam show, and I thought it was pretty good. But besides that, like, Gundam has not been built into my childhood ether. So, therefore, like, the careness level is very low. But I know Gundam was bigger um years before that so like i i do see an audience for it but like the game itself doesn't look that great um I, i'm it, 35 no it doesn't look great well, it here was, you go that was one of the, the the poorest looking games i've seen in a long time what? from allegedly a, a big uh something that's backed by this big franchise that's had loads of traction over the years and you can just have all of the gundams just look so matte and um, yeah. boring. Well, and okay. For for context, uh, Swanland put some stuff on on chat, so I just wanted to give him as he said, as long as they aren't going to reveal Bloodborne Two or Silent Hill at a state of play, you are fine. Um, and then he said, I always laugh when people expect that. And the final thing he said, which kind of go back to my last point, I was saying really quick. He says, I'm 35 and like Gundam. So I was like, that's the kind of the age level. I was thinking like 35 and up basically, or like 35, 40s is usually like the, the tier. I think Gundam was bigger, but go ahead. I just think is, is, whether you like it or not, you can't negate the fact that the gameplay that they showed and the character models that they showed just look bad. Unfortunately. Yes. Um, well, I thought it looks, you know, it looks like a very generic Call of Duty-like shooter in, in in a world where you're playing as a giant robot and, and you've got these environments that just look like corridors. But, you know, but it's a 6v6 multiplayer shooter. Just and inspired. I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to see who this is marketed for. I know this was a Japanese-focused thing, and obviously Gundam is going to be bigger in Japan than the West. But I st even still, I struggle to see who this is going to be for. You think it will be able to be ported to like phones in that, and maybe that's why it's so, and that's why it's like 
Japanese market because then Japanese because like that's the thing is like handhelds and phones are huge because of the commute that people do in Japan and like people don't drive as many cars in Japan as they do in like other countries and so therefore you know maybe it was me- maybe it's meant to like transfer to the phone or like handhelds yeah well maybe it's going to be a stream a streaming focused or maybe it's a timed exclusive and it'll go to go to switch soon it looks yeah, like it really wouldn't be switch. Uh, yeah, it looked like a switch game. Oh, that's that's a insult and a half, isn't it? Right, next is something that a few people will care about, but apparently in the multiplayer doesn't work too well. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Cowabunga Collection. I mean, I I, 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 did, I didn't play those those games, the ones listed. Um, there was one game I was hoping that would be on there, but I think I didn't think it was going to make it because of licensing rights because it, it was on the... Well, I want to say it was on the Nintendo DS, and it was from the iteration that was on, ooh, like the Saturday morning cartoons when I was um, a kid, so it's a different version of the characters a little bit. Um, I've so. played the 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 arcade game that's on there. Um, I would definitely play that again. I played the Game Boy game that I think was in the trailer. Um, I mean, it's a good it's a good teaser to get ready for Shredder's Revenge. I mean, that's I think yeah, that, but they're coming from different different studios. It doesn't matter. I would agree with you. The, I am way more excited for the dot um, dot emu Shredder's Revenge from just because how much I love what they did with Streets of Rage 4. But I think uh, but I think what's so smart about it is for the people like myself who have not played the first couple ones, it gives you an opportunity to play before you play Shredder's Revenge so you have some context. Even though you really don't need them for like those types of games, but it's still nice. Um, I'll say from an outsider that doesn't give two shits about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'd say the fact that there's 13 games in that collection, that's pretty awesome. It makes me feel good for people to actually like them. Um, I was never into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How much do we think this is going to be sold for? Uh, £40. 40 Yeah, I, I believe think, the price think, has already think, been set. I think it would be 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks. I, I think, if that, if I think it is 40 bucks. For that many games, I would say 40 bucks. Never. I'm never paying that much for that. Um, oh, Keith, since, Keith uh, you must answer the question. Uh, unfortunately, Liam can't answer because he's not as much of a fan. Unless he wants to, he can. Um, what is your turtle? Oh. Leonardo. See, Raphael. I, see, see, I like Leonardo, but what happened was my fr- my in college, there was four of us, and one of the roommates had... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cups that we would use when we would drink in college. I got Michelangelo. <laughs> I still have it. Um, we, it came with a shot glass, a regular glass, and another glass. They were pretty nice, but I ended up getting Michelangelo. Even though I won Leonardo, but I didn't buy the cups. <laughs> it's mainly because I'm quite serious. Uh, so next up was Gigabash. And moving on, because the less we say about oh, Gigabash, the better. Okay. No, I do want to say a little bit about Gigabash, which is uh, I like the concept. I, I, the execution doesn't look great, but I like the concept. I, I wish I, 
Like that, I that can does... see that being that would, if that's got four player local cover, that could be quite good fun. Yeah, I and, and it kind of what it reminds me of is a mixture between oh, now I forgot what the game was. It was a it's a two D side scroller that where you just destroy the crap out of things. Rampage, it's like a mixture of rampage and a battle system. Like I, I dig that. I just it it looks poorly executed, unfortunately. I mean, doesn't it just look like War of Monsters? Yeah, and it gave me a vibe from a game that um, Brian Bentley played on stream, which would have been about two, three years ago now. Um, which is about a giant. It was a, you play you play as some kind of warrior mech robot that delivers pizza, and you can you can destroy the town that you're meant to be delivering pizzas in. Um, so it had that kind of vibe to it. But like I said, outside of having a group of friends to play this with, I would never touch this game. And Agreed. It, it seems it, like it a makes, party game. It makes me wish somebody would make a proper, like, realistic game of Kaiju as well. Like what? By whom? That doesn't involve Hideo Kojima. No, not Hideo Kojima. Jesus. Uh, I don't know. No, because Something... then he would write no, about it. If, you, if it was made by... If it's made by Hideo Kojima, we would spend more time with the people characters than with the monsters. <laughs> uh, the ultimate way to make a good Godzilla film. <laughs> <laughs> so next up was a game that Evan may it may have made him rumble in his loins moderately until he realized that it was a um, a fighting game. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R. I don't even know what that is. It's I've, a, I've heard a, of I've heard of JoJo, but I no. It's just a fighting game based on the IP of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's I need to start watching the actual show at some point, um, since Evan goes on about it so often, and <laughs> it just looks balls to the walls nuts. Okay, yeah, Evan, I, I, I don't. You can't like. <laughs> No, Liam, you don't have time. Liam, you don't have time. In eleven days, the Halo show comes out, and that's going to be priority. I'm. I mean, I'm interested. Liam, you don't have time. There's Elden Ring to flagellate yourself with. With a second playthrough. Yeah. Third playthrough. Oh my god! You How really you should go. To do this? You really should go play. Go outside. And... <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. So next up was a really stylistic. Um, game that I thought looked quite beautiful, uh, which is Trek to Yomi. Which is a side-scrolling samurai fighting oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. I was almost like, wow, Ghost of Tsushima, why'd you come out last year? <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid I, 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 just, uh, I just don't want to play it, you know, because quite frankly, I, I just don't want to play a game about uh, feudal Japan that's made by a bunch of white people, you know. <laughs> I, th I, I think I think stylistically it looks great. Um, I'm happy that they have a all Japanese cast. It looks like. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it, I did think that was quite funny that they put up all those names. And most and, people don't know who they are, unfortunately. And ninety percent of all the people watching are thinking, "Who the hell are these people?" But I, I do give them the credits too. I think stylized looks really nice. Um, I also think the combat system looks pretty good. I mean, obviously we're spoiled a little bit with a full 3D Japanese samurai game that does do the combat really well. Um, but I am I'm really interested in this one. This one looked really good. 
Um, I was, that, was the, that was the thing that I thought looked best out of everything that was showing. And I'm shocked as already playing Ghost of Tsushima that I still want to go back and play something like that one. Where, yeah, and also it go had a bit of kind of Sifu vibe off it as well. And the, yeah, a little bit, The yeah. slightly cartoonish. Um, obviously, the camera is set back and it's a... It's a it's not an over-the-shoulder third-person um, martial arts action game. It, the the combat looked much more deliberate, which I, I quite like. That it's you're you're actually thinking about is it my my sword strike will just kill this person. Mm-hmm. It's, so you've got to be um, mindful about what they're doing and what you're doing, rather than just kind of flailing fists also, Not that you can also, do that this, in seafood, also but... this one um comparative to ghost of tsushima it seems as if like you can only you can only take a few hits like this one you in, in, in the side scroller one it looks like you make a mistake you're dead which yeah. i which i appreciate because it adds a little more hyper realism to the um to the game which i i appreciate is it going to get with with potential for a one hit kill system um, how long before someone mentions the word souls like in their review? I think it's oh. I think it's more like saying it's not like it's not like uh, Elden Ring because every review will say it's not Elden Ring, so therefore it deserves this lower score. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm going to guess first paragraph. Yeah, me too. Anyway, first nah, I'll go. I'll go. Elden Ring. I'll go, really? I'll go second paragraph. It will not be in the intro. It'll be in the it'll be in the combat ex- explanation paragraph. So that will be second or third paragraph. Right, and then next up was uh, more details on Returnal um, co-op. That's because nice. and it's free. They, yeah, they want to push some sales on that because it didn't perform particularly well. But it's not a Square Enix game, so they're not co- coming out announcing that it didn't meet expectations. Uh, and then you had. Um, Valkyrie Elysium. Well, I was sorry. I was going to say, to its credit, though, uh, Returnal came out early, very early in the life cycle. So, like, it it also got screwed by the um, pricing mandate. Yeah, I think if that had come out at a lower price point, yeah, it got it got yeah, it got stumbled by the price point. It got stumbled by being one of the first only PlayStation Five games on the market. I think there's only a couple others before it, but like it, it was, it came out three months after the console launch. Like I, 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 I give it a little bit of a break. I'd be very interested to know if, if say um, this project Spartacus launches next month and Returnal's like their day one, I, I'd be very interested to see how well it does just by being there at that time, you know, is it so much, I mean, playing it for free compared to 70 pounds. I mean, I, I didn't even buy it. And I have no interest in paying for it unless it's at least under forty. Yeah, which there is absolutely no reason the video game should cost seventy pounds or seventy dollars, other than the games industry wants more money. Or, or if you're Star Citizen. Well, if, you, if you're Star Citizen, it's probably this game will cost you probably around a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars, and then, yeah, plus plus the insurance for all your ships that may or may not get blown up on on top. Um, I, f- I feel the, I feel like as if if we are getting 
hijacked off topic no 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 on topic i feel like if we're getting hijacked uh gas prices right now i feel as if the games industry could give us a break and give us a ten dollar discount <laughs> well it's, 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 what's going on globally with um the price of petrol um it's kind of be careful what you wish for you can opec uh are making an absolute killing mm-hmm off of what's happening, yes, um, and and the ban on the import of Russian oil and gas. I've seen so some. So I've some seen, are I've seen seven making obscene amounts of money. Yeah, I've seen here in LA seven dollars a gallon. I've seen it. It's real. It exists. The highest gas price yeah. ever on record. Yeah, that's nothing. We we live in the UK. Your your gas prices are, are, are pittance. Pittance. <laughs> But you guys so, have better uh, public yeah. transportation, don't you? Depends on where you live. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, the the last two, yes, yeah, one pound eighty four a litre was, I think they were talking about uh, one I saw there. So and you get how many gallons? Do you, how many litres do you get in a gallon? Four and a bit. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Um, so write the conversion rate on that. You're over ten dollars. Um, so Dio, the Dio Field Chronicle and um, Valkyrie Elysium, which I'm pretty sure are JRPGs. So, 0. 0.26. 0. 0.26. Val- Swan and Valkyrie Elysium has him excited. Good for you, fella. It's JRPG, it ain't for me. Yeah. Um, I always want to play more JRPGs, but I, mm. I mean, I, at this point, I've just got a laundry list of them. <laughs> so I'm never going to get around to playing any well, you, of these. You put, what was it, 100, 130 hours into Persona 5 Real? Yeah, yeah. No regrets on that one, though. That's a great game. I uh, but, Hearing your geez. third playthrough on Elden Ring, I feel like <laughs> if you ever say that you don't have time to play a game, I feel like you're a liar. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really going to play it three times. Um, it, it'll be an effort and a half to even get through a second playthrough. Uh, in fact, I'm not even sure if I'll get to the end of my first playthrough. So I, I'm just being. Uh, I'm just exaggerating. Right. So that was a, a somewhat underwhelming state of play. And I know it wasn't necessarily. It was. They they managed expectations by saying it was going to be Japanese focused. So I wasn't really expecting much anyway. So if my expectation was met and my expectation wasn't that it was going to excite me, have they really done their job? I th- yes. I think I think yeah. in context when we talk about state of plays, everyone gets so crazied for these state of plays, thinking like the world is gonna change with these state of plays. I see the state of plays as small updates and then when they say we have a showcase, that's when they're gonna show something big at least that's in that's what i th- think in my expectations yes yeah, i i i don't i don't dislike the format i quite like the format it's quick it's sharp it tells you that this is in development or this is coming out um it's it's not um they're not so regular that they can become ignorable but they're not so infrequent that it leads to a level of expectation that this has got to be some massive news that's going to rock the world to its core. 
so I think I, I think Sony have actually got the format as good as they could possibly get it. It's way better than Microsoft. Jesus. Yeah, I say. Well, yeah. what... um, I, I'd say uh, my number one uh, problem with these kinds of events is they don't respect your time. Uh, but with PlayStation State of Plays, is is often I, I do feel sometimes they're unnecessary, but but I don't feel like they're wasting my time. It's sort of like the thing that uh, Nintendo Direct started by just you know trailer, 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 over, done. But you know they don't sit around and waste your time with like some pointless shit that you could not give a crap about. You know, give like us an example. Yeah, I'm confused, I'm confused by your example. I need an example. I'm confused. Uh, what, what, what do you mean? Sorry. What like what? Who's, pointless... who's been wasting your time? Yeah. What pointless um, example could you give? Like, is it well, a game or um, is it the talking or what is it? Two, two examples off the top of my head is CD Projekt Red and the two live streams they've recently done. Oh my goodness! You know. Well, you said Sony there... State of Play. That's where I'm confused. No, no. I, I, oh, you mean um, when I said that the State of Plays have been unnecessary? Sometimes. No, you just said like they, there's stuff in between that it feels like you waste your time compared to Nintendo. No, 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 no. I, I, I meant everything but State of Play. Oh, place. gotcha. Well, okay. Nintendo Sorry, I gotcha. Okay. I, I, I feel like that they're sometimes a bit unnecessary, but but they they don't waste your time like other events do. You know, twenty minutes and you're done. That's Perfect. great. It probably it wasn't worth watching, but at least it was only twenty minutes. You know. True. Yeah, and that's why being able to ignore it and then watch it later at one and a half times speed and then yeah. <laughs> high speed scrub all the way through the Jojo Biz- Jojo's Bizarre Adventure get through to the that next Bizarre thing. Adventure real quick <laughs> um, yeah I absolutely agree with with Mitch which is rare that people build these up to be something that they were never intended to be anyway so I, yeah, I don't know. Ridiculous. People have created this level of expectation for themselves, and then blame Sony or Nintendo or whomsoever when they their own expectations that they've set for themselves aren't met. I do think. Uh, I do think. Like, if you if you want to like talking about all of these in a whole, like all these types of state of plays in in Nintendo's thing, I think if the, that there's like, well, it's tricky. Because Nintendo and Sony do the same method, but they actually take it at a different approach. You know, here's Nintendo, and they just go, we're going to show you all the releases for the games that are coming out in this chunk of time within the first, like, four months of this span. This is all the games that are coming out. Some of them are brand new, and then they'll, like, hint at some things that are coming in the future, but most of them are like, oh, yeah, you get to play these in four months. Whereas Sony... The state of plays are a mixture. They're like some of them are like, yeah, this is what you can play in a couple of weeks, or this is a new release coming out soon, and then they'll be like, oh, this is what's in development. And I think they approach it in different ways. And this is no inside baseball for me, because this is all guess or just based off information we see before us. What I think is happening is, for the most part, is uh, I think. Because Sony does other events and Nintendo doesn't really do events anymore, they use those events to do the, those kinds of announcements, and then they just use their state of plays to fill in the gaps. 
But I think overall, like, I, I, I think both Nintendo and Sony do a really good job with these. I mean, they, they're, they're consistent, which is one good thing. Um, and, you know, I think they've created the expectation now of being like, this is what a state of play means. This is what a showcase means. If we're going to focus on a game, we're going to tell you way ahead of time so that you know, like, oh, this is all about Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, so I think they do a really good job in, in that in that way so that most people aren't disappointed. And if people are disappointed, that's on you. That's on you, broski, yeah, begging for the moon. Like, I, just... the, I, don't, I, I think Sony have got... So Nintendo started it, and I think Sony have done a better job of refining taking it. what what and what a direct was and refining it into something different. Um, I don't like Nintendo directs. I don't like the way they're set up. Um, I think they, there is an element of what Liam was talking about in that they do waste your time a little bit. You'll have someone standing there with a white screen behind them. And they'll just talk for a bit. Mm. So I don't. I don't know or care who you are. Um, I, I, I disagree with a little bit, you Keith, because I feel like most. I would say seventy percent of the time. So I guess I, okay, partially I agree with you. Like seventy percent of the time, they are giving you inform. They are giving you information while introducing their next game. Like they, yeah, they might give, me. they might give you like per actual like description info that you don't get from when you actually are seeing the trailers. So like, and, and Sony does the same thing. Like they, they, the the lady, uh, in in the in the state of plays will like say a little bit of something right before she like introduces the game yes but that's just into uh, that's just an outro and intro oh, okay. and that's why i think sony have got this sony have got this down to a bit more of a t because it's just state of play trailer outro intro trailer outro intro and so on and so forth whereas nintendo still have this thing was that they have to have they seemingly have to have someone stand in front of a, a bright white background and but talk for a bit is their flair that's their flair that's their that's their flavor yeah. let's tell me what's your yeah. flavor part of, part, part of it is up. me is that i don't, I don't really have much affinity is. with any nintendo ips i think that also yeah it is a is a issue for you in that situation i i think uh one thing that that people like about nintendo directs that they don't like about the state of plays is it's uh they find directs to be more personable i guess um, but state of play. I thought you were going to say that they've got Nintendo games in them. <laughs> oh well, there's that too, of course. But I think but also I, I, I kind of get what. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get what people mean about like uh, uh, state of plays. Just feel a little bit uninteresting by comparison, I guess. Um, I personally don't really care about that as long as Sony brings it when they actually do a proper presentation, which they have uh, when they do. Yeah, exactly, and and I'm sure they will again, hopefully. The, the other thing that I think Sony do better than Nintendo um, is, well, there's their games, which I prefer. Um, there's their console, which can actually run modern games on. Um, oh, but we're just talking about the showcases and directs. Uh, Sony do a better job, like Mitch was saying, of emphasizing when something big is going to happen. Whereas... Nintendo leave people to speculate more, as has happened in the last kind of which they, is they, which was the one where everyone thought this was going to be the one where Breath of the Wild two came up and then you, and then got really pissed off when it didn't. I, that's yeah, I disagree with you slightly because Nintendo has invented the the, the 
Nindies? Nindies. So, like, um, that means, like, hey, it's smaller games. And I, I think they do set a better expectation. Now, do they not tell you being like, well, if you look at the last Nintendo Direct they did, they announced a lot of great games, like some big titles for them. Now, is it not the... the uh, oh, Well, actually, this will be interesting when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out is to see if people go, oh, my God, Elden Ring's a piece of shit. Like, look at this game now. Um, well, that will, that will be the new controversy because yeah. Breath of the Wild 2 will have to score higher than Elden Ring. Yeah, it has to. Um, but anyway... Because um, Elden Ring stole Breath of the Wild's idea for maps and yep. not having quest logs and... So it couldn't have done Even though I can better. name a few games that do similar type things, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Which uh, is interesting as well, because I saw the story on Sifted where someone cr- has created an app that you can download yes. for, and then they'll clearly, charge you $2.50, clearly and then it will run your quest set- log for you. Clearly they need a setting in the game to help people manage their quest logs. Like, you... you, you this is what frustrates me, and sorry, I'm I and I and it's hard for me because I don't like to be a person that speaks about a game I have not played, because um, I because I I think that's hypocritical. Doesn't stop me. But I will I will just say, I I wish the game already sounds like it, but I wish you could turn it off and on if you want to, like leave it for people that need it. You you can still have the you can still have the main setting be it where it's turned off, but then you can have a button where you want to turn it on. You can turn it on. Oh, Mish, but that's a slippery slope to easy mode. Who and the cares? Derby dragons. Oh my gosh! And anyway. Easy dragons. So anyway, you can beat in one hit. Stay on topic. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. back back to the topic. Um, I do think, uh, yeah, I do think Nintendo actually has a good way of setting expectations it's the fans themselves that lose their crap because that's just who who they are they speculate the world they speculate the moon and you know what you know guess what fellas i just thought about this now why are we not talking about xbox doing any kinds of the events because they have no games to show um but it's true they don't personally personally affronted in the green t-shirt that's not quite the xbox cover (laughs) Um, because think about it though like every time they do a conference they keep saying this is coming this is coming this is coming we have a little bit of gameplay of these two things but besides that nothing else I think maybe in the future they will focus on it more it will be interesting to see if they focus on it more when they start putting out some output which also is uh, you know uh, their history is now starting to repeat itself all over again with uh, another director leaving another big studio from from Xbox uh, yeah, that was, um, so before before everyone talks, I just want to refer to Swanland in the chat because he's he's such a nice, kind, and caring guy to me. And wants to um, interact with us. Yeah, he t- hates how people are calling um, Elden Ring the m- most accessible from software game when it has no accessibility options of any kind. I disagree. I have heard it has got the most accessible option that you can do. If you're bad at the game and keep dying, you can stay in the same area and farm all of the enemies for hours and hours and hours to get yourself over-leveled, that's accessibility from From Software. So suck it, Swanland. <laughs> but you could do that in every From Software game. all of those games. That's accessibility from it, From Software. Sorry, sorry, it's accessibility, but not innovation. <laughs> what, what I would say about what Xbox, what Xbox do, they do their This Week on Xbox that never gets any traction, um, is never posted anywhere other than their own um, YouTube channel, or it, fl- it doesn't even flash up on my home screen on my Series X. 
Um, well, you know, so, the only way it would happen is if they actually put a big game on there, but they never do. Well, no, because it's just announcements for the other people's releases or what might be coming to or leaving Game Pass. That's the only things that they're talking about at the moment, which I can understand. Is like this week this week on Xbox? <laughs> we got this third party title. You, you, you like Lightning Returns? You like Lightning Returns? Be excited. Be excited. For a, for a um, seven, eight-year-old game. Be excited. Uh, yeah, Swanland's got to go. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, but yeah, I don't... I, I do I do see where you're, where you're coming up, Mitch, is kind of like, what, what is there for Xbox to say other than... We're working well, on it. We bought this studio. Um... This some, person some left. Games. We're announcing this person is leaving the studio. Be excited. <laughs> please, please don't be disappointed that this senior development um, manager is leaving. Uh, Who made probably yeah. one of the coolest Tomb Raider reboots ever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Liam's very disappointed. You can tell his face. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. I get why oh, yeah, Xbox yeah. don't make any fanfare over anything because they've got nothing to make fanfare about. Um, I'm so unlike Nintendo and Sony, where I think it's, what Microsoft are doing is is something that I found happens at my work a lot, which is you celebrate the silence. Now, by that I mean if no one's having a go at you, everything's fine. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of true. Although I'm having a go at them, um, <laughs> I, I, I will say that I, I think we do, we're, unlike unlike our competitor podcast, the the world's most famous Essex based gaming podcast, um, Idle Game Chat, we don't have a direct line to Big Phil. <laughs> yeah, that, sorry. That, that so is, no, no, no. Uh, it's it's a <clears throat> lifetime achievement award winning Big Phil. You see, we were going to get a direct line, but then he said that, uh, you know, I, I just can't get on board with the things that Mitch guy says. No, no, no. He says, he says, I got a lifetime achievement award. I don't need you. Because <laughs> I really um, achieved so much by spending daddy's money. But but basically, uh, my, my thing with Xboxes, I think, um, you know, because I think their E3 presentations for years have been pretty entertaining. You know, not terrible. Some were better than others. Um, the but, fact that you're saying that they're not terrible, drops. like you're you're literally setting like it as a, you know, they 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 made they're making a uh, they're making a C plus and C plus is like passing in in America, well, like you're, I, they're I, just I, passing, you know, they're not so, failing, but they're not like so succeeding, what, but they're just about passing. Their presentations. The thing about their presentations is, although like a lot of their first party content may not be coming out for a while. Um, a lot of the third party stuff is of great interest to most people, I, I would say. Yeah, um, and I want the, the, the main thing is they've learned from the massive bollock drop that happened when they launched the Xbox One and, and they've yeah. never they've never made recovery. A, a full recovery. Uh, yeah, that was a real shit in your hands and clap next to your face moment. Uh, they've they've recovered they're recovering from that and it's taken them Two two console generations to, to figure <laughs> and, that and, out and some. Uh, so I I've I've watched the Xbox presentations and thought this is an Xbox presentation. What's coming to Game Pass? Oh, I'm excited for that, and I don't yeah. have to buy it at full price. Whereas 
and I think that's that's not necessarily a free pass, but it's it's more of a game pass that you can give um, to Xbox because a lot of stuff they show they're not asking you to um, for a huge uh, cash injection. Whereas PlayStation, Nintendo, they, here's all the stuff that you can play, and it will cost you four hundred thousand um, dollars. That's a slight over exaggeration, but you know what I mean. It's literally, have, um, until they announce this Project Spartacus thing and see what that's like. Um, so it, it's, I can get, I can kind of see where Liam is coming from. If you if you set the baseline as average. Um, Xbox are consistently hitting that B average. Yeah, yeah, but not uh, even B. It's a C. Let's. I I just I, I disagree. I, I I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think there's a lot of stuff to enjoy there. Um, I think my problem with Xbox, um, and and the thing with us talking about this is it's with the caveat that things are going to get much better in the next year or two. We hope. <laughs> We're hopeful. No, it, it is, Mitch. They own the whole of Bethesda. They will own the whole of Activision. Like, even if they can't sort out their own studios, they're going to have more than enough stuff across their whole... Even, 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 even though I so love... Be... No, no, I'm sorry. Even though I love Bethesda so much and they make amazing video games... With, but... with only the best bugs, I heard. Yes, yes. With, uh, with Bethesda and Activision, like, those are... They, make, they may make good games... Those are the properties I'm more inter- I'm most interested in. I'm most interested in the ones that are made by their other studios, but they keep dropping the ball. Well, and I don't want them to. I want them to succeed. I want to play amazing games from Xbox. The, the, the thing is, as well, is what, they have, what they've done since um, E3 2020 is go far too radio silent on some of those other IPs. And it might be because things like Avowed had literally just started development. So we've yeah, Big Phil picks up the phone. Says, we need something for uh, E3 21. <laughs> Got nothing for you. We've literally just done the story. We haven't even started coding for it yet. Um, well, it's also the fact that like you, you got to add the element of, um, you know, not only that they just started on these projects that, um, sorry, keep going. I completely forgot what I was going to say. So, I think this this E3 or whatever Microsoft are going to do around the E3 window, um, this has got to be a B plus A, or because even even me, even I, will start be thinking, what are you doing other than spending Daddy's money? And oh, sorry. The other thing I was going to add is not only that, not only your point is the other point is that. Like they can't just make announcements that like people are leaving because then it makes people scared about a project. Like, and then if they show something like they showed off Halo that first time, and that got real ripped, real hard. Yeah, which is interesting because after the fact, some people at three four three said that they'd warned. Yeah, um, but, but they warned but, the executives at Xbox can't to stay say we're not ready forever. for this. But that's what happens when you have mismanagement within a studio where multiple people leave a project and then your your project is like circled around over and over again, had to be restarted multiple times. Like, no offense, but, but like, I guess we're turning this into partial Xbox news, but like, 
the the guy well we're talking about how each of the studios present each of the major publishers present present themselves and xbox doesn't present themselves and this is why they're not presenting themselves but like uh you know the initiative like the guy left the initiative he's been there since the very beginning he's and they've been working on a project for over four years they announced the studio in 2018 and they still haven't like they just they, they said what they're working on and not only that they need another studio to help them finish the project now i understand liam with your point about you're saying that it's a smaller development team and they do need but they but multiple stu like studios use other third-party studios without announcing hey we're partnering with this third-party studio to help us out with this game like this is it's big for them to say that crystal dynamics has to help us with this project that's big yeah. Because is it? But how, how do you mean big? Big of themselves to admit that they needed help, or big in the sense that oh, this is actually the turning. This could potentially turn into a shit show. I think it's. I think it's both, and I can. I can. You can say both because I. I think it also. I think it shows that yes, are they willing to pivot when they have to? Yes, but I think it also shows that this is a history of mismanagement at Xbox and whoever's running their studios, whether it's Big Phil or not Big Phil. I don't know who is head of Xbox Game Studios in regards to. Uh, like, uh, like, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, what's his name from? Uh, Matt Booty. Matt Booty. Is it Matt Booty for Xbox? Yeah, Matt uh, Booty's in charge. For okay. Games Matt Booty shouldn't be doing this then, or someone else should be doing it because clearly this is happening consistently, and he is not supporting his studios to a point where they are able to do projects. Why was why was PlayStation so consistent with their stuff? They had someone like uh, uh, Shuhei Yoshida who constantly was able to give feedback on their games and push the studios in the right directions to have them come oh, up with these projects. Now I, you have Herman Host doing the same thing. And so, I, I must also point out, Mitch, uh, that the, one of the differences between the way Xbox runs Xbox Game Studios and the way PlayStation runs its studios is Xbox are actually quite hands-off. Every single studio within their company structure has a management structure that is basically responsible for everything going on in their studios but that, that's Xbox, an, but that's uh, that's maybe an issue that may be something that they should change. maybe I'm maybe, not, maybe, I, maybe it is let, it, let, let, let me finish uh, it's just maybe it is an issue but but the consequences of having a system like that is you are going to have manager um manager fails essentially that that um, aren't going to happen with the other kind of studio outline. So so I, I think you know while um, three four three have been having problems for years, you know from a manager perspective, at least until Joseph Staten came to the studio, which hopefully that, that's the end of it. Hopefully, um, but you know um, with with um, the initiative and all of that, I, I think that's more representative of the studio than it is Xbox. You know, I think if I... if you're being polite because uh the thing is, is that these well, mitch problems, polite and xbox are three words that will never come into the same sentence yeah. um, so i just want to say like one thing it's like i'd rather have a, a guy working with the studio and, and it, like even though like shuhei yoshida was hands-on doesn't it, it didn't mean that he was forcing them to change directions he was giving them feedback on the project to say this is gonna this is gonna do well this is where you should fix it or this project needs help because of this area and it does force studios to rethink their projects a little bit and try to pivot to make sure it's right and there is well, there is I mean, like in the movie industry and this is similar to the games industry production and and the creative have to come together and have to be able to balance 
And to just give, oh, I don't, I don't just, think just you, to yeah, you should just comment on movies at all. Your your opinion yeah. on just saying, the, the Matrix Resurrections is whatever, just, just awful. But uh, but just saying that the uh, that just saying that you should only give the creatives the full power is not always the smart way. You do need you do need a balance. And I rather take. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. I rather take. Okay, I I rather take. Like I rather take someone m more hands-on at Xbox and have Sony-type production in regards to polished games, good games, like groundbreaking games, than to have them say "do what you want" and then you don't come out with the goods. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem with this conversation. I don't think every game needs to be groundbreaking, and I don't think every studio needs to be groundbreaking. I think, I think that, was, just... that was a small amount of hyperbole from Mitch. Yeah. And yeah. Um, in the in the grand scheme of things, uh, for balance, we need to say that Square Enix is shit. Um, <laughs> and we but, should get uh, back uh, on topic. Yeah, to get um, back on topic really quick, I do want to say that, like, you know, I think a way that they could pivot and do more stuff in regards to announcing things and being more in the ether of, like, you know, getting state of play type things or getting uh, um, a Nintendo Direct type thing is maybe they do a announcement each month where they're like, here are the, instead of doing that picture where they say, these are the games coming to Game Pass. Maybe they should do an event where they go, okay, let's watch the trailers of the games that are coming to Game Pass. And that would actually be interesting. Picking that up, how... just Even if it was just a five or ten minute vignette yeah. um, of, oh, by the way, one final thing, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Like, that would have been that. That would rather than just put up a, an article and an image. Um, Literally, it's just an image on Twitter. That's all they do. I'm like, you guys. Um, if this well, is do, if this is I your gravitas, is this is your primer thing? Like, show it off. Like, people like it. Like, I'm not denying it. It's good. It's a good service. Like, it's I'm good. Saying, basically, Xbox it. came in and rescued one of the best games of last year from the pit of oblivion because Square Enix is shit. And they didn't meet sales expectations. It didn't meet a, a sales expectation that they didn't help themselves by basically giving no marketing money towards it. Any, anyway, on the note that Square Enix are shit, um, I, I, I can't see Xbox actually doing it. I can't see them entering into the um, outside of the This Week on Xbox, which is basically three minutes at the most, three to five minutes of major Tom just talking and saying here's all the new stuff on xbox which they don't even publicize on their own services i mean they're kind of behind the ball on social media to start anyway i, I don't even think they're going to bother i think it's just going to be our big announcements happen at e3 and if we've got something big to say we'll do our own thing at some other point in the year whereas that's that's the that's the other side of the scale that's the too little um but in the same respect if you've got nothing to show, keep your mouth shut. Um, yeah. Well, for a studio that, I mean, for a, for a company that has, like, pivoted to the future, and, like, hey, like, all props to them. They pivoted really, really well with doing Game Pass. Uh, you'd think they would pivot social media-wise. They just really haven't been able to pivot. Um, I, I think their social media is good. It's just a little bit inconsistent. I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying it's agree. bad. I'm just saying they're behind the ball compared to their competitors in social media. Well, I, I, I'm not sure because um, the thing with PlayStation is they have 
huge social media presence. Like, like it's been like that for years. They've just been way ahead of Xbox. And, and to be fair to Xbox, they always do get a lot of press whenever they announce, like, some game coming to come into um, Game Pass. And, and I think the way that's done right now is, it is great because I, I don't want them to do a five-minute presentation every month because I, I kind of would feel like that's wasting my month. My, my, my time. You don't want to. You I don't want a hype video for something that gives you a, a sneak peek at the new games coming to your service that you're spending your money on, and then um, like maybe well, gives not, you not, not, maybe not, gives you a it, fun surprise like Guardians of the Galaxy. Not, like uh, not, not, like not if said. it's a game like Guardians of the Galaxy um, that's already been out for months, and we already have seen a whole shit ton of trailers for it anyway. But isn't that the point um, of Game Pass though? Like I, I guess you get all the first no, party no, stuff. Like, I, I know it's, you it's get not, all the first party stuff, but you're gonna get used games. Right. Old games. So wrap up. Yeah, Liam, well, finish your finish your point and then I want to retort. Yeah, okay. But basically, um I think in the future what you guys are talking about could work when they actually have Activision and uh and Bethesda and hopefully their their first party games all working in tandem, you know, I, I think, oh yeah, they literally could have something very interesting coming to the service every month. Um, but as of right now, I, I don't see the point in it because um, just just hearing about something coming to Game Pass as a service is enough. I don't think you need a trailer. I don't but, think but, people are one, what, I, what I would say is, we're not hearing about it. If you're if you are a even if you are a Game Pass subscriber. The first thing that you see about being able to um, get Guardians of the Galaxy is it flashed up as an icon on uh, the home screen. Mm -hmm. So if you just bought that game and then the next day it flashes up saying, oh, you can get this on Game Pass now. And so uh, more for you. No, that's that's a failure of messaging on behalf of Xbox. Um I do agree that once the once the acquisition with Activision goes through, and they say, right, so as of, I don't know, 1st of March 2023, every Call of Duty game up to this latest one is going to be available on Xbox. And they have a massive blowout of trailers of all of the historical Call of Duties. I think that, that's worthy of an announcement. What... what I'm trying to get at is are they actually going back to Mitch's point because I'm trying to engage both of you in the conversation um, is are they actually going to get that so right we've got all of this now what do we do with it and I'm not entirely sure based on past experience which is all we can base our um, opinions on because we don't know the future um, is, are they going to are they actually is that light bulb going to go off in someone's head and say actually we need to start doing something not every month that, that might be information overload and people just get bored of it but if we've got something that's coming up in three months time we've got a big announcement like the sales the merger's gone through or the acquisition's gone through you will now be able to play all of your call of duty games on game pass um here, I'll, so do, I'll, do you, I'll do you one better, McWomble. Is I think they they could approach this two, uh, one way, but like two different two different things. So like you know, how I need more beer, so I'm going to go to the fridge. I will be listening. <laughs> okay, so um, but basically, uh, what I think is going to happen is well, I think should happen is 
you know, they have something called, I call it the GPP, the Game Pass Preview, which will be every single month they'll show off uh, just the vignette of like, instead of an image, they'll show a vignette of trailers being like, here are the games coming to Game Pass. Be excited about this because they might have something like Guardians of the Galaxy at the end and be like, one more thing. And it actually is like, I would go crazy um, if it was Guardians just, at the end of it. How long is this video? Would you say? Just, just so I can get an idea of it. No longer than 10 minutes, like five, 10 minutes, whatever it uh, is to go through. all. The, I, I don't know how many, ga- well, the issue, the, I guess the, it depends on how many games you have coming to Game Pass and the importance of it. But at least as long as it's long enough to show like a tiny bit of a trailer, not a full trailer, but at least like a snippet of it. And then like, you know, the game at the bottom and like, you know, it'll just show off the titles like a vignette. It's not too long. Maybe fine. Maybe three to five minutes. But or it, even the awards that it had won. Yeah, make sure you show Phil there with his Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, no, it's because um, Guardians but, of the Galaxy won some awards at the Dice right. Awards. But yeah, you could say so, that. Yeah, you could say that. And then, um, and then the other thing, so that you do that as like your quote-unquote state of Xbox or state of play, but it's going to call GPP, so Game Pass Preview, because that's all the games coming to Game Pass every single month. That's always announced every single month instead of doing the image. And then you can do an Xbox blowout case or whatever you want to call it of like you know similar to the sony showcase or the regular nintendo direct where they actually make the bigger announcements there and then they also could feed in like oh yeah this month here are the things coming to game pass as well so then they can show off the things at game pass and it covers your gpp but i think they can do both methods i really think they should hype up game pass because i think actually people would I think for the most part, people will rather watch the video than look at the image on social media to know what's coming to Game Pass. And or I think read it, the list that's published it, on IGN or after, yeah. But at least yeah, like a it gets, PC gamer or wherever. Like this is their big thing. Like make it exciting. And I think by putting just this image of like this is coming to Game Pass, almost sounds like it's throwing those things, being like, oh, we don't like what we're giving you, but here's the. And then it's like Guardians. That's that's something worth announcing. Like why are you not? putting a video for that or something so like yeah, i think they, you they can think it's you can spin it. it as well and say is that we're bringing one of square Enix's hottest yeah new new ips to we got there's we ways got of one, doing it we got one more thing we got the hottest new property winner of this game award coming Add to dice, game pass yeah. and what i would say as well is there's there's different dynamics to this around who needs to try and who doesn't and um at the moment nintendo don't need to try they could they could um they could not release breath could, of the wild for the next five years and people would still speculate about it exactly they they could do every direct for the next um i don't know three and a half years and they could tease. Do one, one a month they could do one a month and everyone would still be hoping for breath of the wild so in in terms of tiers of people who need work to do nintendo don't need to do any work they will get all the eyeballs all the hype that they could possibly want from any, any um, Nintendo Direct announcement that they will want. PlayStation, I, I think, are, are the next tier down, which is they need to do a bit of work around um, how they message their new service, which they haven't announced yet, but you get what I mean. So they're going to have to do something to say, we have, we've had this project, which is going to be a direct competitor for Game Pass, Here's how it works. Here's what you'll get on it, so on and so forth. But we might hear that at the big E3, which is not the E3. It will happen the week after because Sony be Sony. 
Um, well, there is no E3. Where's that online weird thing again? Yeah, now it seems like it's coming back, which I wish it would just die. <laughs> Quite frankly. It's going to be Keeley's uh, pretend E3, Summer of Games. Well, to be honest, if E3 wasn't there, Keeley probably stands a pretty good chance of actually having some good stuff to show. Um, and then you've got... You've got Xbox who feel, at the moment, who feel like they don't need to try. Because they don't have anything... To, but I, yeah, I feel so like they it, have things, but they don't feel like it's as important to show off, which I think should they should show off because I think it is important. Yeah, going, so, you know, people bang on about Game Pass. I'm I'm a Game Pass evangelist. I think it's one of the most um, innovative, innovative and consumer friendly products in terms of gaming that's out there at the moment. I agree. Depending more on Sony does, um, but they make so little fanfare out of it outside of um, their annual presentations that it's almost as if they're, they're allowing word of mouth to do the work for them, which will only get you so far. And what were they up to? Was it 22.5 million subscribers? If they, put, if they put a little bit of work in, could they push it up to... 35 and a half because at the moment there's they're, they're not doing anything well i just imagine like if you did the video i imagine like the kid going to mom and going mom look at all these games you get for 15 dollars on my game if you give me a game pass subscription compared to like look yeah. at this image and tell me like oh and then she'd be like what the hell am i looking at but if she sees like this game being like a vignette of this game being played and she sees mom like, look five, at six, look at seven, eight, talking nine, about ten. game pass on pixel points yeah. He said it's a great value proposition. But like the fact that like that's 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 important. That would get like if if Xbox is going to double down on Game Pass, why are you not like like you like like what you kind of said, Keith, uh, a while ago? You said, oh yeah, look at uh, Nintendo Direct and Sony State of Play, where it's like, look at all these games that you have to spend money on. Well, why isn't Xbox showing uh, showing a video of something to hype up something you don't have to spend any more money on? Like that's that's. Do, do you know what would be? Do you know what would be the biggest thing that they could possibly announce? Um, well, not the biggest thing that they can announce, but a big deal that they can announce. And since um, we talk about Big Phil spending Daddy's money, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven coming to Game Pass. Uh, so as a as a, as a hypothetical, because it doesn't, I don't think because it, it, it doesn't work on the last gen consoles. It yeah, still doesn't. I'm just, it still doesn't. Okay, but is it just as a hypothetical? We go. We go a couple of years down the line. They discontinue support for the um, OG Xbox ones. Would at the at the moment, I'd be thinking, would they even bother announcing that, or would they just stick it on an image on their Twitter account? Well, uh, if it's cyberpunk, I, yeah. <laughs> I would concede that that I I think they they don't put enough press on like when they get big titles like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, like there should be YouTube advertisements and everything really drilling into your brain that Guardians of the Galaxy and all of these other various games in like small little clips are on Game Pass this month. Uh, I think another problem that they have is um on the Xbox store itself. It is sort of like the discoverability. Um I think they should create more excitement around, oh look, this is coming to Game Pass next month and 
maybe the month after. Like remind people that these games will eventually be on Game Pass. Well, I think they do a good um, job already doing but, that with um with saying all their first party titles are coming. And then they say whenever I, they I, I whenever think, they announce a third party title, they also have this yeah, coming to Game we, Pass. We know they're coming. We we know they're coming, but all of the people that could be more subscribers for them don't. And I, I think that's it, part of Liam makes an interesting point because if you look at the Game Pass app you yeah. click in and it comes up with so you've got your top picks so when i log in it's top picks for keith underneath that will be coming soon oh so yeah and, mine is new and i do it on pc so mine is new releases yeah. and then coming soon okay so i've had both so i'm guessing what they do is interchange new releases and top picks depending on I've never had top what? picks be at the top of my screen. Okay. But, Maybe but, I'm, my, I'm... but it might be because you're on the console itself, you might have agreed to certain terms that it will like do that. I don't know. I said Big Phil can have my kidneys um, if he needs them. For, for $15 um, a month? Yeah. <laughs> $14.99? <laughs> but some of the ones on the coming soon are either it could be tomorrow, six months away, or a year away. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. it's, it's really odd. It's well, not I think like... I think they only do it to the ones that they've actually announced at like another showcase. Like they've said it's coming to Game Pass on a showcase. If if it like the example of like, but then that's we don't know... really fucking stupid because with something as big as but Guardians it... of the Galaxy, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't you well, make a I, fanfare? Well, I think it? the issue is, um, and it might be, and it might be this is it's it's more of the fact of like what one when the contract is signed. Um, two, you don't want the the game that you're bringing to Game Pass to lose sales the month before it comes to Game Pass by telling people or, or, or telling them many months ahead of time. Like the example I would give would be like, I understand the contractual obligations of it. What I don't understand is once you know that it's going to be announced on this date, because it wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy was there on that day. Because the, yeah, it was just announced the, a month ahead of time. But it was yeah. on the coming soon, as soon as it was announced. Like, all the games that are on that on that image, on my version, that are at least coming to PC, I, I, I always that. appeared up on the, the coming soon list. It's, from, from me, for me, for me, um, it flashed up as an, as an icon of Guardians of the Galaxy next to the Game Pass icon. But if I went in, if I actually went in, it wasn't on... The coming soon list, um, but Stalker Two is still on there, and that could potentially never come out now. Um, so is, anyway, trying to draw us back into to get that get that fish hook back into your guys' gobs. Um, from from our own individual perspectives, who do we think gets it right? in terms of how much information they put out and how. Obviously, Xbox wouldn't be on that list. I'm only going to say Sony because I think they they put statements after. Like, they, they put up the state of play and then they go, we're just focused on Japanese. Or clarification, we are not talking about VR2. Like, I, I don't see Nintendo do that. So, like, I would give Nintendo more credit, but, like, I think Sony actually does clarify, especially when fans are asking 
um, or well, gamers they, are they, asking. They did it in the announcement for the state of play, well, like they always do. Yeah, like state of play but, happening then. But then I think they also reclarify as well for people. Like I think they made a second statement in their tweets. No, no, they never made any second statement. No, I'm sorry. You're, I, you're, you're, I, I, when I mean a st- when I mean a statement, I just mean they reply to their own tweet to just reply with a clear with a second clarification. Like I've seen them do yeah, it before because they because all of the information in the original tweet. No, this one was a reply to an actual fan. So like they they uh, oh, because someone someone was like hyping up that it was going to be VR two, and they're like, no, it's not VR two. Just being if they would just read. If they would just read, then maybe they would know. But regardless, regardless, they're ahead of the curve. They 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 set expectations, which I think helps the situation. I'm gonna go Sony then Nintendo. Yeah, Sony Nintendo. Yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's an element of IP bias in there for me, which I will admit. I think the tricky part um, with Nintendo is like they just. If I think if Nintendo wrote down as much as Sony did in regards to their statement of what they're showing, like being like, "There's no Breath of the Wild too." Like I think if or, they if they said that, or, like people would call them the F down. Or it, they they did do that, but they they let it ramp up to a level where it's uncontrolled. Them saying, "Yeah, it, it's it's going to be Breath of the Wild too. It's going to be Breath of the Wild too. It's going to be Breath of the Wild too." Um, Ten don't before expect the show to see any big announcements. It's going to be Breath of the Wild too. It, it had reached a point where it's they not, could have... Yeah, can't stop yeah, the train. You know, I, I think if you are a normal person that, that can control I'm definitely yourself. not a normal person. You've known me for a while. Do we know... <laughs> excuse me. Do we know gamers? I mean, come on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly not a normal person either. But, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, people lack that part of their brain that helps them manage expectations. You know, they just go freaking crazy with everything. And I think, like... Like the way Nintendo does stuff because you know they don't want to give you all of the information they want to make you actually have a good like think about it. You know, if you're not a big Nintendo fan, I can understand why that's annoying. But, but if yeah, you are, give, make you think about it. No, they're, they're purposefully. Yeah, that's what in, I hate. in the absence in the absence you. of information, people will create their own. That's what. They're yeah, doing. but at the same time, it's nice to watch the presentation. And wonder what the next thing they're going to show is going to be. I but even... and most of the time it meets my expectations because I have my expectations in check, you know. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I have my expectations cool. in check when I watch a Nintendo Direct. I am not going to give a single shit about anything they say. Well, I think I think yeah. I think the but difference. The thing, you're never you're never going to control those people that have their expectations wildly. You know, and and they're just the kinds of people that would comment on PlayStation or Nintendo's posts on Twitter. You know, and think they're actually listening to them. Yeah. Well, I think the clear what I what I don't like about and and I and I like Nintendo's properties and I enjoy their directs. Like, I, and I I enjoy the things Keith doesn't enjoy in the directs, which is sometimes the 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 talking that they do. But what I what I think that they do, which frustrates me as a fan as well, is. You know, I do like understanding my expectations in check. You can tell me that there's no VR two and still be excited about all the stuff that could come out. You could tell me it's all Japanese things, and I could still be excited about what is coming out and still be surprised. Heck, we had a couple surprises thinking we had a freaking Dino Crisis game for about three minutes, and then we realized it wasn't Dino Crisis. Thank God. But the fact that we could still be surprised and still hold us to expectations and help us, I think, is good for. 
for everybody because then you just then you lead to toxicity people being mad people being frustrated and it's like it doesn't have to be that way it's 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 manipulation that doesn't need to happen so what what we're basically saying is nintendo are to blame for the war in the ukraine because they didn't release Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild, Wild 2 when Vladimir Putin wanted thought that it was going to be announced at the last direct. Because he wanted to be loved. Yeah, he just desperately wants to be loved. Um, I, I've, I've also heard some rumours to say that Vladimir Putin um, completed all the Souls games without dying once and never levelling up his character. And, and he completed it in three minutes. There's a video. There's, there's a video. Yeah. His his hand does cut through the controller, but I feel like that's that's a. Uh, I still feel like. Well, he had a team. He had a team of Russian hackers um, break down from software's oh. game so that he could just press the A button and it says you won. <laughs> and he said, "I won the Souls well, game." It took um, him three minutes to hit the, this, yeah, this, the A button. This just came in. This, this just came in, Keith. Um, Kim Jong Un says he completed it in two minutes. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I, I think we've exhausted ourselves since we've taken the piss out of Vladimir Putin, which I think everyone should possibly do. Um, the more you um, the more you uh, make someone who thinks they're a powerful person seem foolish through comedy is a brilliant thing and, uh, and something that the British people have been doing for, for many, many years. And on that note, we're out. Basically, you just made yourself look better. Wait for dog. <laughs> well, yeah. The thing is, I don't, I don't mind looking bad. It depends on is it, if I'm, if I believe I'm right. Is it? And, but I'm not one of these people. Yeah, you know, if I'm not like one of these people that's, I'm, I'm just going to. I'm.